welcome back to another episode of I almost said the wrong show name of <laughs> New Era Leafs. Uh, with you as always is uh, Joey Kanji and with my co-host um, uh, Gordon Monroe. Almost said the wrong co-host name too. Wow, that's uh, <laughs> off to a terrible start today. Uh, <laughs> oh man, uh, how's it going, Gordon? Uh, not too bad. I've, uh, you know, my nights are a lot more, um, wide open, I guess, since Mm -hmm. the Leafs got eliminated. I've been playing a lot of Red Dead Redemption. Um, yeah. What about you? Yeah. I haven't been as stressful as as nights are. I've just been, uh, watching a lot of like, I've not watched much hockey at all. Uh, probably like next to none. Um, Mm. And it's very peaceful. I've been watching a lot of the NBA playoffs, which is fun. Some baseball. Yeah, I'm just, just yeah. chilling. More time now to just hang out with friends and spend it outside because the weather's just really nice now. So, yeah. What are the restrictions like? Are they like really They're starting to or? lift oh, here nice. in Ontario? Yeah. So, like, you can have like people over in like backyards and stuff. And so it's not it's not it's not all terrible i booked a cottage to go with my friends next month so there's that which will be fun we're allowed to do that sick no Mm -hmm. be really cool what are the restrictions like there now in alberta i know alberta was like really bad not long ago um i think they're still pretty much bad i I don't really i'll be honest i don't I don't really go anywhere, so I don't really pay a lot of attention. Um, like, like, like if I do ever order, like if I do ever eat out, it's like ordering in. So, mm-hmm. like, like, I don't really have to worry about it there. I don't really have to worry about the patios or anything like that. But uh, I, I think it's kind of in the same sort of spot. Um, I, I think it's probably, I, if I had to gauge, it'd probably be in a similar spot to Ontario. Just like I said, I don't really leave the house, so I don't really have much point mm-hmm. in... Uh, yeah it's extraordinarily hot here right now like i'm sitting in my Mm. room just like sweating buckets because it's like 33 out today or something like that right now it's currently 32 degrees (laughs) yeah i mean it's it's chilled out a little bit last week it was like in the 20s all Mm -hmm. week um or like i mean like it was pretty much like 30 like i mean like 29 30 Mm -hmm. somewhere in around there um and now i mean this whole week this upcoming week it's going to be like in the you know high teens um mm-hmm. and a lot of rain it's supposed to so mm-hmm. yeah i mean if it's in the 20s and it's fine but like like this it's like yeah. really hot like it's fine like i'm not mm-hmm. complaining like like it's nice if like you had a pool or something but i did not have a pool so <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah. Uh, oh man that's always the best mm-hmm just going swimming anyway sorry yeah so let's get get into it um we've had about a week now to digest what the leafs did um and we recorded a podcast episode after that happened um do you have have you, have you changed your thoughts on anything uh no i'm, I'm still pretty chill um uh, i mean i i will say i've kind of come farther on the um pro i guess trade marner side than i was um i don't know i just i kind of listen to a lot of really smart people tell me you know like rachel dory and things like that kind of make arguments in favor of it and like just things like that um and also just thinking about it more and more looking at the least cap situation without it and things like that it just seems to make more sense um mm-hmm. to move on from marner but based on their uh their comments uh that the Leafs brass made to the media. Uh, I highly doubt they're going to actually do that, but you never know. You know, Chris Johnson went on the Steve Dangle podcast and kind of talked about that he thinks that might happen. Like he thinks they're going to make a bigger move. He said. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I think it, it, it's possible, but I guess that's kind of the only real thing that's changed. And I, I also, I think last episode, um, it's hard, right? It all kind of blends in, but I'm pretty sure. I said something along the lines of like, I don't really know what you change, you know, like what do you change about this team? And I think the main thing is the depth. Um, It's not nearly as good as we all thought it was. Yeah. And and I think that they went for a specific type of depth, um, which I I assume we'll probably talk about a little bit, I guess. Um, But, you know, like Pierre Engvall, defensive guy, Ily Mikheyev, defensive guy, Wayne Simmons, not, not 
a defensive guy, really, but someone who's going to hit you. You know, Joe Thornton doesn't really produce offense that good. Spezza does, but, you know, there's just a lot of, like, guys in their bottom six that just don't really produce offense, you know? And so mm-hmm. I think that, um, that that's something that they should definitely look to change. I think their D was pretty good. I don't think they really need to change much there, but definitely their forwards, I think, in their bottom six specifically. Yeah, like, like for me, like, I'm probably more – um, against trading Marner than I once was. <laughs> like, I still think that like if the right oh. deal is there, then like you take it. Like if it's a if it's a deal mm-hmm. that like you absolutely win, but I don't think you go out seeking that trade. And I don't know. I just feel like you have a player who can get like ninety five plus points a season on a consistent basis, and it's like something's gotta something's gotta give when when it gets to the playoffs, right? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I, I still definitely hold that position. Like to, you know, like you can't just, you know, like, Oh, like, like offer them to all 32 teams and then just sort of see what the best offer you get is. And you take that. Like, I don't think that that's the way they should go. I think that they should look for a legitimately, like you said, like they should knock this out of the park. This should be a big win, but I don't know. I, I just, I feel like, I don't know. I, it just feels like I'm more questioning because before I used to believe very strongly, you know, in the philosophy of, you know, oh, y- you just get the star power and you're going to break through eventually. But mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true. Like, I just I don't know I if think, you can win that. <laughs> I think you can. I think you just need to do a better job of filling out the roster. I think Dubas kind of lost sight a little bit in the last off season. Mm-hmm. And they kind of gave into the media a little bit with like getting all these veterans and like gritty and stuff. I don't think that's what wins hockey games anymore. Say so, like, like, no, that's not the reason why the Habs won against the Leafs. Like, don't even give me any of that. It's not even <laughs> close. Like, I don't think like, I, I like you just need to double down on skill and scoring. And then that's it. Like, look at look at the teams that are favorited right now. Um, like, look at the Avalanche was like the best team I've probably ever seen assembled since I started watching hockey. Like, like mm-hmm. give me. There's not any guys who are like a Wayne Simmons type or like a Joe Thornton type because you don't need those guys to win. What you need to do is be good at hockey. Like, you need everybody yeah. on the ice to be like a good hockey player, to be fast, to be skilled, to be able to put the puck in the net. And they still have like that su- little superstars too, like with Ranton, like mm-hmm. not to the extent of like of like Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Tavares, but they still got like they, they still got McKinnon, they've got Makar, they've got Rantanen, they've got Landis Cog, they've got Kadri when he's not suspended, they've got <laughs> um, just like you can go down the list. There's so many good players. You got the goalie who's nominated for the Vesna. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that's fair, right? Like. Uh, well, I will. I mean, one don't. Hopefully, Tristan doesn't hear that. Uh, that take, but um, <laughs> about the uh, about uh, the Leafs having more star power. Um, but you know, like I, I agree. I just I wonder if. I, so I guess maybe I should rephrase that. Like, it's possible. Like I think like anything is technically possible, but like. I don't know. I wonder if it's like it's almost too difficult where like it almost kind of doesn't make like it, it almost hinders your chances to win, I guess. It's more what I was trying no, to I say. No, I think the Leafs have um, like the right like pieces in place. They just need to they just need to figure out how to mm-hmm. uh, how to assemble it, if that makes sense. Like they have yeah. all the building blocks. And it's everything yeah. else that they need to like. I'm really trying hard not to use the IKEA analogy, but that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Steve Simmons. They just need to figure out how to properly ass- like put it together. But I feel like they're not that far away from it. Like they- some assembly required. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh Lord! Oh God! Um, but yeah, so. Yeah, I I mean I guess that's fair. Would you agree then that like I guess this is like the final year? Like if it doesn't work, like you gotta something's gotta give because I I don't know how many more middle class like players you can trade away. Like because I mean really the only contract we have that's like even in that sort of middle class is like Kerfoot, and that's only three and a half million. And then after that, it's like the closest. I mean Kerfoot maybe Hall, like mm-hmm. I don't know. And then after that it's like you're 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 
going to be trading away depth guys. They're going to be trading away guys on seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, a million dollars. Do you want to ends me? Actually, did you want to talk about the upcoming expansion draft? What what the Leafs should and shouldn't do? Uh, that, that yeah, I feel sure, like sure. talking about like Kerfoot and Hall and stuff like that. They they they're all linked to the to the Kraken. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, and you can make like a realistic argument for either of them getting dealt or traded or <laughs> drafted. Exposed. I mean, but yeah, exposed, drafted, whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, yeah, we can. I can. I just got to pull it up here. Mm-hmm. Well, like it depends on what model like you put the Leafs under, right? Because there's the you can do the seven and three. It's that seven, three, and one, and then or the four and four. Yeah, right. yeah, it's yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be four and four. It's just eight forwards and defensemen and one goalie. Mm-hmm. Wait, um, no, I thought there was two different ways that you can like protect. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there is. There's mm-hmm. uh, the seven, three, and one. Yeah, and then there's eight forwards or D and one goalie. So it can be like you oh, can do okay. seven forwards and one D if you really wanted to. But I, oh, I think I think they go seven, would. seven, three, and one, right? Yeah, I mean, like, I think who would be the seven sense. forwards though? Who the seven forwards? Um, because you have Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Tavares that you'll keep. I have a feeling that they that they protect Kerfoot just because that's an asset you don't want to lose for nothing. And then yeah. after that, who are the other two that you keep? Um, maybe just like, oh, yo, I don't know. I'm looking through here and like some of the names you got are like Nick Felino. He's Ryan, free agent like the though. Only player... So like they, you... oh, sorry. They're free agents though. Right. Like everyone else yeah. is either a free agent or who cares? Yeah. Pretty much. Like the only guys you have are like Joey Anderson, Adam Brooks, Pierre Engvall. But they're automatically protected, aren't they? No. Not, not Engvall, but is, um, is Anderson? Players who meet or are projected to meet the exposure requirements are others. Um, no, um, no, no. Anderson. I mean, it shows all of them that like you can mm-hmm. protect them. So, so yeah. No, no. I think these guys would would fall under uh, like like you'd have to protect them. Okay, so I guess you protect Joey Anderson because that's like another young player that could make the team next year. And I don't know. I don't even yeah. think you bother protecting Angball. Like if you lose him, it's whatever. Yeah, but then you need one more. Just if you do that route, at least. If you go the, yeah, if you go the seven, seven, three, and one route. So I wonder if maybe then it makes more sense to just do the eight and eight. Ah, uh, no, no, because then you can only do two. Um, because then you can do because on the D side you do Muzzin, Brody, Riley. Um, That's all you really need to protect. Yeah. If you do a fourth one, I'd rather protect Dermot than Dermot yeah. than Hall, just because I mean, it's more valuable of an asset. And I don't know, Hall has yeah. like proven that like he can only be effective if he has like Muzzin playing with him. Yeah, which is why like I'm willing, I, I'm down to get someone on a Zach Bogosian type contract, like a one year, one million dollar deal, or someone in around, or even Lilligren can play that that spot, yeah. man. Yeah, Lilligren or um, someone from like another team, right? Like someone like a Colin Miller, right? Like like he's a little bit more expensive than Justin Hall for sure, but I think he'd be an upgrade on Justin Hall because he's played well before um, on multiple different teams. So I wonder if you put him with Muzzin, you know, because Muzzin kind of elevates guys. So if you put him with them, I wonder if, you know, that kind of makes it second pairing even better. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I, I've done 50 different cap friendly armchair GM teams. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I've got so many different, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. So basically what I have here is I did the seven, three and one, and I have Matthews, Tavares, Marner, Nylander, Kerfoot, Hyman, and Anderson protect. I mean, you could do Adam Brooks if you really want it. Like I, it doesn't really matter. Like you just I have a feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Everyone I have a feeling that, that if you okay. leave Dermot unprotected, then Dermot's the one that will go just because I know that like his underlings are, are always looking really good and they have a pretty good analytics department in Seattle. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it makes more sense to go for the younger guy too, 
I mean, but then the issue is, is you, so, so say if you want to go that route, then you'd have to expose Anderson, Hyman, Kerfoot. And I mean, even then you wouldn't, oh, maybe, you know what? No, you're right. Yeah, you could do that. You could just protect Dermot. Yeah. And then, so all you'd have to protect is Matthews, Tavares, Marner, Nylander, and then Brody, Muzzin, Riley, and Dermot. But I'd want Kerfoot protected too. Yeah. Just because yeah, that's, that's an issue. asset. So I think you just go with the seven, three, and one, and then you just make maybe maybe they make a deal to like a future like draft pick or whatever for them to take Hall over Dermot. Yeah. Or I wonder because I feel like teams' perceptions of guys like Hall and Kerfoot and stuff would be decent. Like like I wonder if you could because in their relatively small contracts, I wonder if you'd just be able to do even if it's like if it's similar in a way to like an Andreas Watson type trade, where like you trade like Kerfoot for you know like a twenty three year old you know who's kind of you know playing good for a team or what I like I don't even know who it would mm-hmm. be, but I wonder if you do something like that. Like I'd be interested in doing that. And the same with like a Hall, like you do I don't know for some younger defenseman that you know. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we do that, and then you just get their five and a half million dollars cap space and try and fill out the bottom six and the an extra defenseman or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 tough like that because like you don't want to lose a lot of these guys for nothing, right? And just in a, in an expansion draft, yeah. Much like um, how it's reported that we're probably going to lose out on on Zach Hyman. Oh yeah. Decent segue. Nice. <laughs> oh, oh, that's my job. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So you want to talk, I guess, about the report um, from Jason Greger yeah. that Hyman refused a contract that had a $5 million AAV. Um, yeah. I mean, if that's true, like, yeah, he should, he can walk. I don't, I don't want him anywhere near that cap head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we were saying last week too. Like I don't think he's the type of player you play you pay more than that with especially with any form well more than like what we were saying like 4 million especially with any type of term. Mm-hmm. Like you don't yeah, want anything yeah, for- too long cuz he does he's been he has he's had two knee injuries now over the last two seasons. Two or two and a half seasons or whatever. And then he's yeah. And he plays a type of game that hasn't played that he plays a type of game that doesn't age very well. And he's also going to be 29. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, exactly. Right. Like for me, the ideal contract is something like $4 million by three years or something like that, like Mm -hmm. somewhere in around that range, but yeah, and so also, no, like, right. and, I don't think that he's going to be anywhere near the type of player he is separated from, like, guys like Matthews and Marner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And because all he did would, like, drive to the net. Like, everyone's like, oh, yeah, he's on pace for 30 goals and, like, and, and 60 points for, like, two years in a row. Yeah, it's like, yeah, but he's not really generating those chances on his own for the most part. He's, yeah, no, he's just. He's just there and like a banging crash guy and like get gets whatever's left over in front of the net kind of thing. Like he's not he has to be with like extremely skilled players in order to be on pace for 60 points a year. And like, let's yeah. say like he goes, let's say like he goes hits free agency and then he gets offered like he gets offered like a six by six deal, which is not over the realm of, of possibilities with how dumb mm-hmm. a lot of NHL general managers are and like Vancouver signs him to that. Like, I don't think he'll be able to put up anywhere near those numbers. Yeah. And I'll be honest, like, yeah, I mean, I mean, fully, I agree. Like, like, I think, I think some team's going to be stupid and give a, a stupid amount of money for a guy who just four checks really hard. <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. I really like Zach Hyman. Like, I like I don't want I that do to too. be lost in this. But mm-hmm. he does not have the offensive skill to, yeah, to, I mean, produce that high unless he's playing with Connor McDavid, you know, Nathan McKinnon, you know, maybe Elias Pedersen type. Like, I don't know. Like, he has to be playing with really skilled players. Um, mm. Or he's just going to be – he's no more than a third liner, to be honest. Like – yeah, he he. We've seen it a million times, right? He gets a perfect pass, wide open net, 
and he just he can't even lift it past the pad. Like he can't mm-hmm. even he just can't score. He has no hands. <laughs> He's uh, in. Uh, I mean, he's he he's in on into the zone with speed on a one on one and attempts to wrap around instead of like trying to just drive the net. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, he attempts to sort of wrap around instead of like passing it out, you know, to his team or just like or... stopping at like the hash marks or whatever and just waiting for some help to try to like create a play. He's just he's just like of an extremely north and south guy, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. No. One hundred percent. And. Like, I mean, which is fine. Like, like, but like those players come at like a dime a dozen, right? You can easily find a mm-hmm. replacement for that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. You just need to find a guy who's willing to fork card, really. Like Joey Anderson or like, uh, yeah. or like maybe go out and get Blake Coleman. Like we were talking about it last week. I'm like, there's no way that he'll be that. He'll like, Blake Coleman will be that expensive. Like, like what's he making now? He's one point something million. Or yeah, just, I think 1.8. And 1. I mean, he doesn't million. produce much. Yeah, and he doesn't produce much, but he's still like a really useful player to have. Yeah. So yeah, like, exactly. if you let him, so like you let him go, and then you can sign like Blake Coleman for you, even if you sign him for like two and a half, three million, which is like, which is like a bit of a, of a raise on what he's currently having. Like you're in good shape. Yeah, yeah, and if you can get him for three million, that's a friggin' steal. And Hyman could, like, Hyman can get whatever he wants elsewhere. Like I don't. I don't mm-hmm. know. I just and, and that's the thing too, right? Is Hyman has been playing in the top six since pretty much he broke out into the league. Um, and Blake Coleman's mm-hmm. been playing on like third lines. Blake, Blake, Blake Coleman played on the crappy New Jersey Devils, and then he went to Tampa Bay where he played in the third line. They just like like he's been playing in the role that he should. And he's been producing okay, like mm-hmm. not great, but I mean he's not. You know, it's not like he's playing next to Braden Point and Nikita Kucherov, you know? Yeah. So, I I don't know. I think personally that, yeah, that Hyman's just – I think he was underrated for a large portion. Or I think – No, now yeah, he's I'd just so underrated, overrated too, for man. A while like and, with a, a yeah. lot of the discourse, especially like like midway through the season. Oh, like yeah. They were oh, having him on like – Six and a half million dollars. No, they, like TSN did a – they were like, oh, does he make no, the, the, the Olympic team yeah. for Team Canada? Like, get out. What? <laughs> like, that's some – that's ridiculous. Oh, God. <laughs> like, oh, what? I he makes it. like – he, he, he makes like Team Canada's like – D team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. It, 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 Zach Hyman's a perfect case to people who like just look at the stats and like, don't look at the games. Cause I mean, like he, do, he's good again. He, he gets into the dirty areas. That's he's good. Great. He tries he hard. Things coaches love. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. But he, he's not skilled. Like he's not producing 60 points on his own. Mm-hmm. If you put him on, say, I don't he know, had to drive his own team. his own like, like top six line. It wouldn't lead to much. Yeah, yeah. If if you replace him with say if you replace Kirill Kaprizov in Minnesota with Zach Hyman, he's not producing that. He's producing Minnesota's like not in the playoffs. Forty points, maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like <laughs> it's just it, it, like he's not he's not that good. Like he's mm-hmm. he's good, but he's not. He, he's a really solid top nine player. He's you know, not someone that you have to move. To, all you have to move the stuff, sun and the moon for in order to trade. In order to like keep yeah. on the team. Yeah, exactly. And like, I wouldn't want Zach Hyman to take money away from us getting better depth than what we have. Dougie Hamilton. Ooh, no, <laughs> I don't think Ooh, Dougie Hamilton yeah. is like one of the needs for this team. But yeah, and I don't think he leaves Carolina. I don't know why he would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he seems I mean, unless to, like I don't know their cap. And, unless the teammates well, but, just uh, in in Carolina just don't like him because he goes to like museums or something, <laughs> and he has an attitude issue because he goes to museums. He, he reads books on days off. <laughs> Fucking loser! <laughs> Are you gonna be such a nerd? He's my reading books like Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Spend time with the boys, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Go to the restaurant, you know, look at beautiful blonde women. Don't. don't yeah, be a those. man. <laughs> oh, man. I, yeah. Poor. I don't know. Poor Doug Hamilton. If that's <laughs> actually like, 
I don't know. Like, like if that's actually the extent of it, like, oh, we chose to go to a museum instead of hanging out with, you know, the teammates and stuff. Like, that's so dumb. <laughs> we if can't have anybody really, like, that's smart playing this sport. Are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, yeah. You're it's... interested in history? Get off this hockey team. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, wasn't that the Brian Burke-led uh, Calgary Flames, too? Uh, was it? I think it was. Yeah, because I think Burke. Uh, yeah, I think Burke was there when they traded Dougie Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would have been. Wait, no, that was a 2015 draft when he got traded from Boston. He was only in Calgary for I think a couple of years though. Yeah, I'm trying to think like so hard, but yeah, no. So I think he would have. That's crazy too, because Burke was like, I don't know, Burke like. Uh, I mean, I mean, we get we make fun of him because he's like a boomer, hardcore. Like he's a hardcore boomer. When but, it comes to hockey, he's a boomer. Yeah, but like the guy was like Harvard Law. Like he's like really smart guy. Mm-hmm. I think it was Harvard Law. I don't know. It was like Ivy League. Like I think it law is Harvard. School. Yeah, like it's crazy. I know he went mm-hmm. to Providence College, and then he took. I, I I listened to his book a few months ago when it came out, and yeah, he like talked about like he went there and like he was just so good that like he friggin went and uh took the class took the uh the test to get into law school and like i think it was like harvard law like just yeah. insane and so he's like in cra- crazy smart but man mm-hmm. he's he's friggin he's a boomer anyways yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so i was just trying to make the parallel actually that like yeah. it's weird that he would be like he would probably cite that as like a you know a, a bad teammate type thing when like the guy was literally just going to a museum and this guy's like a hardcore nerd, you know, like freaking law mm-hmm. school. Like, I don't know. Yeah, but he's a man. He's in hockey. You have to be a man, not a nerd. <laughs> yeah, true. I forgot. No nerds allowed. They probably, it was probably, they probably had to trade him for, uh, for Dougie Hamilton's sake or else they would have like the hockey players would have thought they were, in high school or whatever, and try to like give him a swirly or whatever in the locker in the <laughs> locker room because ah, you fucking nerd. <laughs> Does it trade him? Oh man, that uh, you know what? I, I I was gonna relitigate the Dougie Hamilton trade, but we're not. <laughs> we're not no. gonna do that. Um, yeah, no, it's crazy. I uh, I don't. Know, is, is that someone that you'd really want though? Like I uh, no, I it say was someone it, I'd want, but no, because I think the defense is like pretty solid. Like we have like the depth there and yeah. stuff, and like. And like I think the money can be going more towards more scoring depths. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that was kind of my issue with uh because a lot of people were saying, oh, we'll get trade Marner and then like sign Dougie Hamilton. And I mean, like, I don't disagree. Like, like I really like Dougie Hamilton, obviously, but I just feel like, yeah, that's kind of it's kind of the same issue, right? You're just kind of Mm-hmm. taking a ton of cap space you could use to like better the team in other areas and just putting it into one player. Like, I feel like they're just kind of taking one problem and like making a slightly lesser problem mm-hmm. like elsewhere. Like, I don't know. It just didn't. Yeah. It just doesn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. So, uh, did you want to get into the, the into questions? Yeah. Yeah. We can do that actually. All right. So this is something that me and Gordon came up with for over the off season because especially today when there wasn't really much to talk about, um, we'll be asking you guys to ask questions before each show for us to answer on on Twitter. So be sure to follow us if you have anything you want to know about us. And it's, it's pretty much open to whatever you want, anything personal, like pop culture, music, sports, hockey, Leafs, anything you want. Just, just uh, you can leave a question underneath our our tweets where we ask for them. So. Uh, uh yeah, uh, I'll let you pick the first one, I guess. All right, so I think we'll I'll just go in chronological chronological order here mm-hmm. and uh, pick uh, Matthew's question. Matthew, um, how Our do you say his last name? Spaniolo. Spaniolo. Okay. Um. So Matthew Spaniolo. Um. So he asked, "What song best describes the constant heartbreaks the Leafs cause?" Uh, this is this was a tough one. I read this a little earlier, and I was like, I mm-hmm. kind of thought about this, but for me, because like I'm so used to it, and like it doesn't really hurt me as much, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with "One More Time" by Daft Punk. Okay, I, I don't really know this song. I'm not gonna lie. It's just that's like, 
it's uh it's okay it's just like you know who daft punk is right yeah yeah he's got yeah. like the the robot head kind of yeah so it's just they just uh it's just like a bunch of like electronic music in the background and like some trumpet sounds or whatever and they just do re- they just repeat the song one more time again it's a very upbeat and like happy sounding song so i feel like oh. it's kind of like ironic but it works because it's like, ah one more time what's the big deal it's gonna do this one more time yeah i get that actually that works pretty well i'm not gonna lie well, what, what would yours I, be? I so i cheated um and i looked up and there's a couple different things because i was kind of playing around with the um like you know like kind of having your hopes and dreams crushed mm-hmm. um i was kind of having that um playing around with that thought a little bit and so my first thought was boulevard of broken dreams um and then i listened to the lyrics and like it didn't really seem to make sense because it talks mm-hmm. a lot about being alone <laughs> And we're not alone because there's like a million of us psychopaths who like have sit here, have mm-hmm. sat here and like watched this leaf steam fail Just for like 55 psychos. years <laughs> for like 50, for more than quarter, more than half a century. Yeah. Like it's insane. So mm-hmm. that didn't work. Um, and then I looked up songs because I haven't listened to like really heartbreak songs in like forever. Um, so for me, the best I got, um, and I listened to it, and I actually kind of like the song. Um, it's called "Broken Promises" by Temperance. I don't, like some I, of the lyrics seem to kind of match up pretty well. I don't really know them, but or, or that song, but yeah, I didn't know. Them I'll before. take your word for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was pretty. It was pretty uh, like heavy metal, mm-hmm. like rock and stuff. Nice. Like that, so all right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, next question then, um, Sally at. Willie Byfield asks us, this is, this is a two-parter. Um, what specific players do you want do you want to add to the Leafs roster like for next season, I presume? And also, how amazing is Olivia Rodrigo? I'll let you answer this first. I don't know which which answer, which question you want to answer first, but um I'll do okay, so I'll yeah, yeah, I'll I'll do Olivia Rodrigo first. <laughs> um so She's pretty awesome. She's great. I love her music. I love her uh, her album. Um, it's phenomenal. I know Joey has different takes on it, but I absolutely love it. It's great. It's pretty much just been on repeat um, for the last couple of weeks. So, mm-hmm. yeah. What about you, Joey? I mean, I don't hate her. I don't hate like her music or anything. Her music just isn't isn't my type. There's a couple songs I like. I like that mm-hmm. one, "Good for You," just because um, it's the only song I ever hear on TikTok nowadays. <laughs> and like, it's not a bad song at all. And then yeah. I also I do really like the the first song on the album, "Brutal." That Brutal? sounds pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really good. Just like I don't know, like, like I don't I don't have anything against her. I don't hate her. Just it's not the rest of the album. Just really isn't my style, and like that's perfectly okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, no, it uh, yeah, I mean it's a lot more soft than I guess like a lot of the stuff like you listen to, right? Yeah, yeah, well, that makes sense. Anyway, so what players do you want to see added to the Leafs this offseason? Um, specifically, I want Mikhail Granlund. Mm-hmm. Um, he just, I, I think he'd be perfect. I think you get him for pretty cheap, um, and I think that he has the ceiling to legitimately be a 60 point player because like i mentioned uh earlier on those crappy minnesota wild teams he was producing like 60 plus points um Mm -hmm. so i think if you put him you know in our top six i think you could easily hit that easily he's like a bit of a four he sorry to interrupt but like but like uh for for me like he reminds me of like Zach Hyman, but, but with like more skill, because he'll get into those dirty areas and stuff, and yeah. like and like be an up front, a net front presence. But he just has like more skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly right. And so I mean, I think that he'd be perfect. I, I think he'd be a perfect player to fill in in a in like a top six role. And mm-hmm. I think you could get him for about four million bucks or cheaper. Because I mean, he's on a three point seven five million dollar contract right now. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you can get him in and around that ballpark, I think that'd be perfect. I think it'd be a slam dunk. Mm-hmm. Any any other names? Um, on D, uh, like kind of what I mentioned, um, uh, like Colin Miller, I'd really like. Um, there's a couple more. Um, I, I mean, Colin Miller's really good. I like Nick Jensen as well and uh, Connor Murphy. 
Um, Troy Stetcher. I, I, I feel like that's going to sound like it's solely just because of uh, his Team Canada stuff. But no, like I mean, I've liked him for a while. And I think Troy Stetcher would be good. Mm-hmm. And what uh, about you? Well, like, as we mentioned earlier, like, um, uh, uh, Blake Coleman is someone I'd like to see them go after. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if this is going to be possible at all, but yeah. I would love to see a potential, like the leaves, like potentially try to land like a Connor Garland. <laughs> you kind of got mm. me onto that trade onto that train. Mm, okay. but I just, yeah. I just don't see how they can do that unless it's like a trade. And it depends on what, like, he wants because he's a restricted free agent, right? So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I mean, I mean, because I'd be right there with you, right? Like half the mm-hmm. year, I was pumping Garland's tires. I was like, "This is the guy you want to get. This is the guy you want to get." And mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah. And, and I actually left him off for like kind of the specific mm-hmm. reasons, right? You'd have to. It'd be like a pretty big trade, right? Because Connor Garland's pretty young, and he, yeah. he's like probably their best or second best forward, mm-hmm. maybe. So. Yeah. Um, a name that's kind of intriguing to me for like center depth, mm-hmm. like I, I don't have not looked at his like underlyings or anything, but like just like like a like center depth would be like an Alexander Wenberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is pretty good underlyings at least mm-hmm. before this year. I know I was kind of mm-hmm. high on him last uh, off season. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Galchenyuk back for like pretty cheap. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I agree with you and what you said about about Granlund. Um, and fuck it, Alex Ovechkin, give him one year, one year league, <laughs> league maximum. Yo, okay. one year max contract. <laughs> Fucking run, 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 Ovechkin, Matthews, and Marner. <laughs> I was actually gonna say, okay, so how about you trade Marner, get a bunch for him, like a whole bunch of prospects picks, maybe like a roster player or two, mm-hmm. and then you give all of his money. To Alex Ovechkin, give him a max. <laughs> give him for just like eleven million bucks for one year. You just say, "Come win a cup in Toronto, buddy." Give him that, and I don't um, know. I, I wonder if that would work. I doubt it. I like no, it like, like, like I know, but it would never come to for uh, your wishing. It would be it would be cool as hell though. Yeah. Oh, that'd um, be that'd be amazing. Yeah, but like that's about like you just want like. Like just guys, uh, but honestly, like just to like finish answering this question, like just guys that you can put mm-hmm. into the lineup who like have skill and can put the puck in the net, and like yeah. can like create offense. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. And oh, also, I guess I'll throw in the names uh, that I listed last episode, like Vinny Henestrosa, Josh yes. Lubo, mm-hmm. um, Lucas Walmark, those sort of guys for like depth. Yeah. Um, and and uh, do you think the Leafs will bring back Scott Sabrin? <laughs> Um, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. You know, he, he was really needed in that series, in that Hab series. We needed him to do what he did with the Laval Rocket earlier in the year. <laughs> That's messed up. People are probably going to take that too literally. I'm kidding. We're not. I'm not. I'm not saying he should have ran Carey Price. Um, I don't know. No, I, I probably not. I don't think so. <laughs> I think they'll just be happy with Rich Clune. Yeah, Rich Clune is fine. Um. But yeah, um, I don't know. I was thinking for a while, but now like, I don't think this anymore. But like mm-hmm. with it, seeing how this series went and how like they were lacking secondary scoring, um, I, I was wondering if they'd maybe take a run at Taylor Hall. But I don't know how expensive that would be considering the run he's been on since he mm-hmm. got traded to Boston. Yeah, I'd like it, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They probably should have went for him at the deadline, to be honest. Yeah. In hindsight. Yeah. In hindsight, the team did not need a shutdown line. That's yeah, just moving. Sucks. Like, oh, like sorry. now that I think about it more, like at the time, I was like, yeah, against Edmonton or whatever it would make sense and all this and that. And like, and like, especially mm-hmm. if you move up against like Colorado. But like, but like, then like, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, that's just moving so far away from what the identity is of this team. And it's just like, that's what they look like for yeah. a lot of the games in that Hab series, like a team that like lacked an identity. And I think that was why. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Cause it kind of felt like they were, they had, you know, cause. I don't mean to like play into like the whole hardcore media media narratives, right? About like, the, I mean, they were 
a high flying skilled team, right? They had mm-hmm. legitimately like a top nine that was like really like skilled and all that sort. Even their fourth line was like Trevor yes. Moore and guys like that mm-hmm. who were fast and you know mm-hmm. and just all this sort of stuff. And then yeah, yeah, it, they definitely did take a an almost meaningful step backwards, like in that sense. Like you know they they became slower, more defensively reliable, blah blah blah. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 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 I, and it sucks too. Cause like heading into the traded line, I was sitting there like, yeah, no, we should get hall. We want to get hall. Hall would be perfect. Hall would be great. Um, and then they didn't. And then I like almost immediately kind of like flip my position. And I think honestly, like that's something I'm going to get better at. I think next year. <laughs> yeah. Stay more true to my, mm-hmm. <laughs> to my own like beliefs i guess i'm not gonna be so you know oh yeah i'm not just gonna give the leafs the benefit of the doubt you know yeah with everything they do because because that's how kind of how it's been the last few years because with dubis i mean like most of it has been really good most of it even at this on the surface right of mm-hmm. some of these moves you know it's been yeah i mean that was a good move you know in the end right like zach bogosian you know i was like that seems like a really dumb move i don't know why you go out and give this guy a million dollars um when you can throw Timothy Lilligren in there, but turned out to work really well. And so, you know, I just gave him the benefit of the doubt with everything. Yeah. But I was kind of like that too. And like, I, and like, I feel like, I feel like in, in like people like Kyle, like Kyle Dubas and like, they deserve like some, like, not like, like they deserve to like be like criticized if they make the wrong move or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's done that many times though, in his defense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, should even even some of the things, right? Like people always point out, um, like the first thing they jump on is like if there's any sort of a Sioux connection in any of his moves, they always point that out. But like every single time, it works. You know, oh, he traded back in his, you know, in his first draft in 2018, he traded back to get Rasmus Sandin. Of course, he got the Sioux guy, but it's like mm-hmm. that's worked out. I mean, amazingly. <laughs> You know, yep, that like, means uh, really well. Darnell Nurse is going to be a leaf. <laughs> oh, God. Please, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, we'll do how many more questions you want to do. Let's see what's left. Um, I think next we should do the Derek's question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'll, I'll just quickly throw in there. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Um, no. Derek, the answer is no. <laughs> uh we can ask the new era jets question yeah sure read it out uh what do you think is the correct move in the off season to improve the team is it coaching or players who need to be changed i think it's players yeah i think so too i mean try to be critical I, I guess this is something i've also kind of changed on a little bit so before or right after, I was kind of like, what is Keith supposed to do? Blah, blah, blah. And I, you know, because a lot of people try to kind of give him crap for not changing in certain areas. And still, to some extent, I do understand, you know, that Keith's hands were tied, especially with Tavares out, right? They mm-hmm. couldn't just load it. You can't just load up a Nylander, Matthews, Marner line and then throw out next shift, a Kerfoot, Galchenyuk, fucking Hyman line. Like that just, that, like that wasn't going to work, you know, for all game. So. You know, I, I do still defend him there, but th- there are things that are criticizable um, that he did. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of it should lead to him not having a job. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that's. I think that's a little much, but mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I. Uh, yeah, and, and I mean, I think that this team. I honestly, I, I, th- I think they've gotten noticeably better in every aspect, pretty much since he's come in. They've been producing better, which I mean. You could probably chalk up as they work in it anyways, but you know, mm-hmm. still they've produced better. Um, they seem to have all gotten at least marginally better defensively. Like even Tavares, Nylander, like they their defensive underlying numbers are up this year. Um, so you know, and, and, and I mean the Leafs are definitely playing a lot more of a structured system. You can see it under Keith. And I don't know. I, I just I, I think Keith is the guy that you know, if they're going to win with this core, with this management group and all that, I think Keith is the guy um, who will take them there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I just, man, <laughs> I just really hope that something gives, right? 
Yeah. Like eventually it has to, but yeah, like, I don't think, I think a lot of this series is blamed onto the players. So I think they deserve the bulk of it because they got everything kind of handed to them. They got rewarded at the deadline with a few moves and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, and then they, they, they just didn't show up like the top players. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Right. They literally got a Nick Felino. And then they also got depth in Riley Nash, Ben Hutton, David Riddich. Like, they've got depth in every position. They went out, sold a bunch, like, you know, or bought a bunch, I mean, you know, of mm-hmm. things to get them. And it's like, like, what the heck? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. So it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely on the players. Yeah. Um, anyway, oh, I, I do want to say that's one thing, too, is all the motherfucking media who like sat here and like patted Kyle Dubas on the back, like throughout the year that are now like kind of turning on him. is like really annoying. It's so funny. Um, the- uh, yeah. I, I, I'll be honest. I will say props to Steve Simmons even for like admitting that like, yeah, you know, we all thought these were the right moves at the time, but mm-hmm. you know, Oh, you know, I, I thought you did a really good job doing this, but you know, what do you have? Like, whatever his question was, but I know that he kind of, kind of pointed out you know hey i thought you did good you know like so i mean at least he's owning up to it i will say that but yeah, yeah. a bunch of the media is just kind of like oh oh uh, the, you know the leaf suck like like pierre mcguire who like gave him like an a plus and then said that the reason why they haven't pulled through is because they too invested in analytics or whatever oh my uh, god Pierre Maguire just wants to shit on analytics anytime he gets like he's not I don't think he's genuinely I genuinely do not think he's smart enough to understand them <laughs> no no I mean someone pointed out too and like posited though that because a lot of times he'll sit there and he'll be like oh Zach Hyman you know he's the type of guy that analytics hate and it's like no, no his analytics, analytics are actually really good. love him yeah <laughs> yeah and then so like one person was saying like I wonder if like that means that he has you know a really good eye test because like you know, a lot of these players that will sit here like um, and say, oh, analytics hate this guy. It's like, no, they actually love him. Like, he's mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. They think anybody that just like four checks is someone that analytics don't like, which is such <laughs> a which is such a false reality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just so dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I think there's only one more question after that. All right. Uh, it's Luke. Um, if you had to trade Marner, what's a realistic deal and what are you targeting? Man, I don't know. Like, and I don't know if you have anyone specific in mind, but I definitely do not. Um, I'm thinking nothing that would make sense. Nothing like nothing that the other team would probably say yes to. What would you uh, do? Something like. <laughs> Going back to like Arizona for like Garland Chikrin plus plus. Yeah. 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 I, I, I do something like that. I think the ultimate goal, really, if you're trading someone like a Marner, is you're diversifying the cap space and like splitting it up and trying to, you know, I think make the cap your team space, overall yeah. better. I think the cap space that you gain is like the most valuable asset from a Mitch Marner yeah. trade. Like yeah, I don't well, think I mean, like to me, I don't think it makes much sense if the Leafs want to like do like look into like a, a Marner trade. Doesn't make much sense to go after someone like like uh, Jack Eichel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because right? then you only have a million dollars to mm-hmm. play around with. I mean, for me, yeah, like the perfect scenario for me would be something like you get a a winger, you know, who makes say you get two wingers who make 4 million bucks, you know, they're both, you know, mm-hmm. 50, 60 point guys, you know, or in the fifties, a point guys, you know, mm-hmm. they have the potential, maybe to hit 60 playing in a good top six, you can get them. And uh, like, I don't know, like, like you can do something like that. Um, and then you have on top of that three or $3 million in cap space, plus maybe a pick or whatever. So then it's like, you have some money, you know, you, if you trade a Kerfoot, then that's six and a half million dollars. You trade a hole, that's eight and a half million dollars, you know, of cap space. And you can do stuff with that. You can like help, you know, fill out the bottom six, help fill out mm-hmm. a position or two on defense. Like for yeah. me, that's mostly like what I'd be looking for is, yeah. Like you said, like getting cap space as well as, um, getting at least two legitimately good roster players. For me, it doesn't make sense if you get like one really good player. Like if you get like, um, 
Like if you were to get Mitch Marner straight up for like Tavo Teravainen and a first, like that doesn't really make sense to me. No, because I think Marner's a better player a, than Teravainen. Like I love yeah, Teravainen, but yeah, like, exactly. That doesn't downer. make sense in a in a Marner trade. Yeah, and then and then you're using whatever the extra money is there to try and fill in the roster. Like it, just, it doesn't make sense for me. Like the best mm-hmm. is you get two middle class players. You know. It, upper middle. It's yeah, upper middle, you know, three, four million dollars, somewhere in around there. Um, you know, yeah, and, and you, you want to leave the deal with two or three million dollars extra in cap and use that to fill out the roster a little bit, combined with other moves, obviously. But yeah. yeah Which is I why I don't think trades like that happen very often in this they don't happen very often in this league, which is why I'm more skeptical now as to trading Marner, just because I feel like you're probably mm-hmm. going to lose that trade. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, so, sorry. I, I mean, that is the issue. Um, I just kicked my table there. Um, the, the, that is kind of the issue is, mm-hmm. yeah, like most teams aren't going to take that. Most teams aren't going to take all that money, uh, especially in the middle of a pandemic. If they're a smaller market team like Arizona, you know, they're not going to take that, you know, and eat up three or four million dollars. Like they're not going to. Exactly. It just won't make sense for them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you'll have to find a dec- another decently sized market team who has some money to spare that's willing to eat some of the salary, but or eat some of the salary difference, I guess. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Another thing, um, I wonder if maybe they, uh, if another way for them to kind of circumvent the cap uh, legally is um that you know you get in someone like a uh, ryan kessler is he still technically under yeah he's contract? got one more year yeah yeah you get him throw him on ltir and just try and so you mm-hmm. can get, spend over the cap i think that's something that get him for see. like a for like a sixth round pick or whatever like a yeah. future six rounder yeah i was wondering if like maybe you trade uh you, you do like a bigger trade right you get raquel who has similar cap hit to Kerfoot. So you get like Raquel and, and uh, almost said gets laugh Raquel mm-hmm. and Kessler. Um, and like you throw out Kessler and LTIR and it allows you to spend over the cap and stuff like that. And you get, you know, another, you know, offensively mm-hmm. skilled winger in Raquel. Um, I don't know. Like that's something that I'm thinking of. Like I, I'm going to be doing more cap friendly stuff. Cause I'm going to try and write something on this. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, all right. Do you have any more thoughts? No, I do not. Uh, oh, you. Yeah, sorry, I just went off. <laughs> no, but I agree. I agree with it for the most part. Um, nothing. Nothing I really disagree with. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's that's all we got for today. It's a, a shorter episode as there's not much to talk about. Uh, follow us on Twitter at New Era Leafs. Follow me on Twitter at JoeyConch98. And Gordon is on Twitter at RideThePine89. And Gordon, do you got any uh, closing thoughts? Go Leafs, go. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. We will see y'all next week. In this moment-